there. Welcome to another episode of Intuition Your First Sense. This is Vicki. And this episode, <laughs> I thought, since we're coming up to Thanksgiving here in the States, that I would answer some um, messages or some questions, rather, that I got from people that they wanted to cover, wanted me to cover on the podcast to the best of my ability. And um, because I'm so thankful. I'm so thankful that you listen, that it gets the downloads that it gets, that I just checked and <laughs> I'm actually a little blown away. I'm grateful uh, because I don't really advertise it much. I like the experience of who is delivering this to whom. Like I know spirit is and listen, I know the algorithm is and everything. And I'm just so grateful. I'm so thankful that... I get to meet people from all over the world because of this podcast and that the lights that come into my life because I'm willing to get on here and be my goofball self and share what I know to be true. I'm willing to be taught different things and I'm always learning, but I have a knowing from spirit and you know what? I'm going to share that and I want everybody to know that they rock and that you all have intuitive abilities. It's not myself or certain special people. Everybody has it. And we can learn together. We can expand. And you can start using these a little bit more often. And that would make life a lot more fun. So I have a bunch of questions that were sent in. And I've been collecting them. So I thought I would do that. Do it for the thank you so much for your contributions. Um, and here we go. So the first question I have it says, hello, new subscriber here. Well, welcome. She's been here for a while because this actually I got a while ago. Um, and she was listening to a lot of the older episodes, enjoying them very much. And she has a question about that I haven't covered in past episodes. And she's right because I do <laughs> tend to steer away from some of the subjects. But I'll, man, I'll go in. Okay, do drugs or more specifically psychedelics play any role in raising your vibration or opening you up to the realms normally unseen? I grew up in a very hippie culture of drugs and psychedelics. In subsequent years, I became addicted to hard drugs and is now sober. Woohoo! Uh, personally, I feel a lot more grounded and more self-aware being so sober than I ever did. But I'm thankful for the experience I had with the psychedelics because I feel like it opened my mind to things that may have taken me decades to learn. So um, so the question is um, how it affects, is there a benefit to it? Um, does it raise your vibration? No, it does not raise your vibration. Your vibration is something that gets raised through bringing in light, through opening up your own energy field to connectivity, to spirit, to angels, to the energy fields, to, you know, all of everything that exists out there. The drugs themselves will not raise your vibration. Actually, alcohol, um, most recreational drugs, definitely um, prescriptions will lower your vibration and make it a little bit more difficult to maintain an equilibrium um, as well as to raise the vibration. Now, will it completely prevent you from raising and learning and growing? No, of course not. 
However, whenever I'm working with someone and they're like, I just want to raise it, we do talk about alcohol. We do talk about, okay, what else are you taking in? Um, it, it helps the person relax so that their natural ability opens up. Here's my challenge in being a medium and understanding what's going on in the astral realm and seeing some really scary blah there. Um, I'm going to keep it clean in case kids are listening. But when you participate in any kind of drugs, psychedelics, alcohol, you are lowering your response system and you are also becoming very attractive to those earthbound spirits that may be in the astral realm. Now, earthbound spirits are those that their physical body crossed and they no longer have a heartbeat, but they decided that crossing all the way, going into literally the light and being in non-physical soul form, either they didn't want that or it scared them or whatever the case may be, they decided not to go. Well, in order to exist in that land, that area, it's kind of a void, if you will, in order to exist there, they have to pull on our energy and pull on our electronics and all of that in order to have the energy to still power self because they don't have a physical body, nor are they completely light. You need to be one or the other to be kind of self-sustaining. So when someone is participating in alcohol, drugs, um, especially non-prescribed medications, it makes you very attractive because you're no longer paying attention. You're no longer on guard. The very thing, your life that maybe you want to escape from and it will actually leave you open to having an attachment or to creating one of those energies hanging out with you, which is not great because that can also create a health issue. It can create mental health issue big time and it can just make life miserable. So I have stayed out of this area because it's not up to me to tell masses what to do. I would rather that you find that high through um, meditation, through breathing, through yoga, through movement, um, through music, oh my goodness, through any kind of channel like that. To still experience that, listen, I don't wanna take that fun away from you, but because there is more than a physical ramification if you participate in drugs of that nature, it it concerns me. So I'm thrilled to hear you are sober because then you get to power your experience. You get to raise your vibration by paying attention to what fears are still there, doing your psychological work and really appreciating while you were here. I've had people ask me if I would do a session while they did mushrooms and things like that. And it did take everything in my <laughs> 30 plus years of being a mother not to, to lecture, but that's not my place at all. We have free will. Um, will I work with someone who is uh, under the influence? No, I've actually had people show up who smoked a little bit because they were nervous or whatever, I won't work with you. Um, Because in that space, you are vulnerable to attack and I will not participate in that. Oh, you'll pay for your session (laughs) because you booked the session and you chose to participate in whatever altered your state. But nope, 
I want you completely present when I'm working with you and able to discern energy and to feel it for yourself because that's where true power can come from. I will say this from the perspective of someone who does not drink, who does not, I've never done drugs. Um, I, I do love, I do love, see now I can't even remember the name of the drink. Um, it's been so long. Oh, Malibu rum. Oh, I do love Malibu rum. But there's a place and there's a level that you can participate in. If you go into it with the intention of opening up, and I know there are cultures that do this. This is not judgment. This is, she asked Vicky, so I'm answering from Vicky's perspective. Um, I, and having to have cleaned up some of these things because somebody got an attachment to them. And I don't like it. So it's, there's enough for us to participate and play and really be open to. And it's so much more fun, I would think. I don't know because I've never done the drugs. So there you go. Um, her other question was, does music affect our frequency? Absolutely. Absolutely. Being around people, I mean, just think of a concert, right? Where everybody who's attending that concert loves the band or unless they've been dragged, but everybody loves who they're there to listen to or their singer and stuff. You can feel the love in the air. You can feel the energy raise up. Um, a, a, a um, church choir, oh man, you can just feel the love and the energy that's flying through there. And that's a way to raise the frequency without psychedelics, without drugs, dancing, um, Anything that brings up the joy factor in your field is raising your vibration. And then you don't have to go down, right? You don't have to go down into a lower frequency. And in the lower frequencies, we have despair and we have frustration and we have anger and all of that. When you raise your vibration up and you're cleaner of sorts, what it does is it allows you to experience the world in that way and Man, I, again, have not done drugs, but the first time I heard a tree talk to me, yeah, I I wondered if I had ever done something or if somebody slipped me something. But then knowing that that's possible, I would not want to get in the way of that. So you can feel the energy that's vibrating under the earth through the vines and through the roots and everything. Oh, it's just so wonderful. And music has that same feeling. And it can bring us to a place of connection with ourselves and to really um, know our true essence and our divine light. So not judging, but suggesting that if you want to really know your capabilities and the blessing of who you are and um, some pretty cool out there <laughs> energy experiences yeah don't need the drugs trust yourself to be capable of doing it um and then you get a natural high off of being able to bring your energy up there so thank you so much for that question um the next question i have is came in um a short while ago about souls and uh what is shared is their partner had passed the grief process uh taught her a lot about herself about having empathy for others and made her understand her partner a bit more boy do i get that um 
and she feels like despite missing him terribly, his passing ultimately made her a better person and taught her lessons that may not have otherwise learned. (laughs) Ditto. Um, Question is, do some souls sacrifice their lives in order to lift up other souls? No. We are all here on our own individual journey and then connecting to others. We have the ability to learn. So you could have easily gone into a, 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 a poor me situation. And you see this happen. Um, I saw this a lot after my husband passed. And I had promised him I would honor his life while grieving. And still to this day, it's been almost six, no, it has been six years. And there are still some days that can kind of take me out of the game. And, but they don't, no one sacrifices their life in order to lift up other souls. And the sacrifice is in quotation marks. So this isn't the same as a fireman rushing into a building or a police officer putting their, or anyone putting their life on the line. That to me is true sacrifice. But her question, I believe, was related to would he pass in order to help her grow? And no. Is there a soul contract between the two of you to learn? Yes. If you're partners, there was some soul contract at some level that you were going to come together to learn whatever it may be. And the, but because you were willing to listen to yourself because you were willing to open up and expand who you are it allows you to then grow so you're using the experience to grow rather than to curl in and we can learn you know additional compassion and joy and you really get to let things go um it I do believe that there is a somewhat of a plan, but it's very much like uh, scaffolding. It's not the, the, the function of the building. It's not the foundation even. It's just there to help you build the life. So in you know the connection with my husband who passed at 50, um, I knew he was going to pass young. I knew we weren't going to be together you know until older ages um I didn't know necessarily how that was going to happen and at one point I actually thought we were going to just get divorced and we weren't going to be in the same house anymore and that I had just read it wrong so I know it was part of the plan for me to help him grow and then through the process he released me to grow but if I didn't want to take responsibility for myself Um, And for my own spiritual expansion, I could have fallen into the poor me category that many other people whose partners had passed tried to get me to join them. And you might have had this experience too, if you're listening, where people want you to join in their poor us thing. And I refuse to do that because if you love someone, you love the fact that their process was complete. And even if their completion was through suicide, you love them you love the fact that their soul is in the next space of growing. You don't think it's about you um, because that's a little narcissistic. Um, so 
while yes, we learn from this process, we learn from anyone passing. I mean, have you ever experienced where someone else's parent, you heard that they passed and you didn't even necessarily know them all that well, but it brought up the emotions around your own parents passing or whatever you experienced. So we have the ability to learn through everything, but no, one soul is not going to sacrifice their life for another soul. And she asked really great questions. So another one that she had in here, which I actually had thought about doing a podcast on when the um, ridiculousness of the legislature in um, Texas with the abortion ban and everything came up, I was going to do a podcast, but then thought, I'm not really sure how to introduce this in a way that doesn't feel like my own views are here, but you know what, it's my podcast. So I can have my own views. If you don't like it, eh, unsubscribe. Um, so, but she also asked a question about this, is uh, curious about souls that were aborted or miscarried. And do they sign up for such a short lifespan? Yes, they do. I have often said that I wish I could be in the ear of all people participating in the releasing of a soul from the physical life form through a terminated pregnancy, be it because the mom needed to be saved or through choice. Um, it, I would want to be in the ear. And I've seen this from partner's perspective too. So I'm talking about the biological uh, contributor of sperm too. It's not always father. So, but there have been times where, you know, I've had uh, a male come to me and be so sad about this. And it's, and I've always wanted to be in people's ears to say, listen, this was a soul contract. And yes, do we have to participate in getting the soul here? And is there sometimes through rape, through incest and everything? Yes, it is. But perhaps in those moments, the person who's experiencing that, this is the first time they've ever stood up for themselves um, or felt like they had to stop the injustices going on or maybe somebody actually showed up to help them. So bottom line is that the soul that's coming in as what we consider to be a fetus or what we consider to be a physical soul is yes, absolutely aware that this is what I would call the U-turn. They come in for the perspective of learning, for helping us to learn, and yet they don't need 80 or 90 years to get it together, to figure it out. We have all been this soul. We have all been a miscarried, terminated, passed shortly after birth being. Um, just in the context of how many lives we've had, we have all been that soul. And I wish there was more understanding around this and less judgment around it, but also more healing because the souls of your being, they come in, they connect up when that umbilical cord is cut. So I'm not going to get into the physical and all of the controversial and moral and all that jazz, but that's what happens. That big breath, when that big breath happens, much like when you pass, you pass and that last deep breath, you're gone before that last deep breath. That last deep breath of a body is that. It's the exhalation of the rest of the soul. So it works the reverse. And if you're ever able to be in the room where someone is being born, pay attention to that moment. It's so amazing. 
So in this, the soul itself is not in your physical being. Um, can you have connection if you're carrying a child? Of course you can. But it's like they <laughs> they pop in. Like we go to sleep in our, and we leave our physical body and we travel around in our soul. It's the same thing being in utero, right? So the soul isn't actually part of the fetus until the umbilical cord is is severed or cut um so that was oh that was actually her next question when does the soul enter the body got it um it is confusing and you know what this is my knowing and having been at many people's passing and many births as well it's been confirmed to me it doesn't have to be yours um, this is the beauty of being human. We get free will and choice and we get to make our own decisions. And I wouldn't say that this was even always a knowing to me. It wasn't. I would have said before some of this spiritual downloads and everything that I would have been right there with the science of it all. But it's, it's more than that. It, there's more than that. And I have read for people and seen like three energies with them and they'll say, nope, I only have two kids. And then I have to suggest... Is it possible that you've had a miscarriage or terminated pregnancy? And I'm grateful to have been part of some healing sessions when I say, can I share with you what I believe to be the process of a terminated pregnancy or a miscarriage? And because the blame that goes on there, it's not an easy decision for anyone. So... I want there to be an idea of this ongoing thing, much like I'd like people to pay attention to who they are because that is ongoing and you will be meeting up with you in the, in the next space. So you might want to get it together um, and to be accepting. And my voice is going to change just a little bit because I need to stand up. Um, the questions that followed, the next one was, so, oh, wait, I want to follow up on that too. With when you are considering soul process and when you are expanding your understanding, it's perfectly natural um, part of the disseminating process to say, okay, but what do I believe in from my learned perspective? And what do I believe in from my knowing? Please tap into your knowing self, like who you are inside and feel that. And to know that each soul is valued for its being, not for the time that it's present, not for the amount of time it was here. So it takes a little bit to wrap our head around that and that might be difficult. But I would love for everyone to know who's ever been through that experience that the grief has to be there, um, the releasing of the grief. And along with that could be the releasing of the blame or shame or any other of those low vibrating energies that may come with it. And yeah, uh, the souls that have been miscarried or released or <clears throat> passed through SIDS or through other, you know, the, the young being that experienced cancer of their system I really believe them to be high level beings absolutely here teaching us but only if we're willing to show up to class they are not doing it solely for our perspective um, because we each have our own trajectory 
and it's okay to know that, to embrace that, and then connect with other people. And yeah, they do tend to come back quicker. Um, souls tend to, who have been a miscarried or such, tend to show up in the family unit somewhere else. Um, or as that child that you had two years later. And they can have different parents, um, different fathers. Have you ever wondered where your soul is? How you can be in touch with it? How you can use it and communicate with it with your human senses as well as your intuition? I wondered this for a long time and as I practiced and learned how to do it, I have now created a course that you can take that is self-guided along with some live events with me that can help you to connect to your soul as well and to use this amazing collaboration between your human self and your soul to empower your life, to create what you'd like to have and most importantly to be able to feel that you belong that you are amazing and then what would you like to do with that in the world so head on over to the website vickybaird.com check it out and sign up and let me know if you need any help okay next question same person she's really good at asking questions um i had some questions about the afterlife afterlife that i wanted to ask but then a thought popped into my head Occasionally on your show, you mentioned that after you croak, you've got a lot of questions you want to ask. I'd be super curious to know what those were. And thank you for your time and everything. So I do say that. The, whomever the soul is, <laughs> the crew that greets me, uh, they, I know I have to go off and do my life review and then come back to meeting, but I have so many questions. And I used to say to Howard when he was on hospice when he was passing and everything, I'd say to him, okay, listen, you already know my, some of my questions and I'm sure I'll come up with more. So can you just be the one that answers these questions? Knowing that you don't want to go to a, um, you know, a, a human you've known in this lifetime for the deeper questions, but hey, I figured he could handle some of the semantics and stuff, but that's not worked out well. Um, I know he has to do his own thing. But man, I thought I had an in. I do have questions. I One of the questions I have is, um, how is it that I'm able to connect with those who have crossed? Like I always joke I did my homework in a past life. And I really believe that, uh, you know, with all respect, it is an accumulative effect. The work that we do in each lifetime adds to the next lifetime. And I understand that and I take it seriously and I have reverence for the process. So I do work on this stuff um, and connect in with my guides and everything to build that relationship. But how is it that um, I'm able to feel their last soul journey and yet I know there are so many more? And there are times where I connect in with a soul and I don't do as much of the mediumship work anymore, but still capable of it. And I would connect in and if I get a tone of like leave a message at the beep, that means that that soul has already come back through this lifetime to, and they're a being 
you know, living again and I can't really do it. So I have questions about um, when I'm connecting with someone who's crossed, for instance, somebody, say they passed a couple years ago of our time and they're on the other side. How do they know which movie to show me? Because when you go back into soul level, you have all of your information available to you and yet they have to show me the movie of the lifetime they lived with the person I'm talking to or it would make it would never make sense to anyone that I've ever read for over the years and it's been so specific mostly to their personality types and experiences because that tends to be what I read are personalities and if there's you know hurts that need to be cleared and all that but how do they know like which file to pull up is it like a I've joked that it's a each lifetime is software on a hard drive. Um, so do they know which one to bring up? Ooh, that's when I was in this lifetime with this person known as Vicky. So don't bring it up to the lifetime when she was George, you know? <laughs> so how, how's that work? Um, why is everything so amazing? Why do I feel the depth of beauty in this world? and yet there's heartache and suffering. And again, my human brain, and I think even my spiritual knowing is that everybody's on a different trajectory and a different level. And there are people who inflict suffering and then there are people who actually enjoy being in the suffering. Um, I just want everybody to learn through love and I know that that's not possible yet as a humanity, um, as a human race. I. I still want it, um, but I still have to ask why because sometimes it hurts my being so much and I want to make everything okay while I have this innate knowing that that's not my role and that's a little condescending um, to think that I know what okay is. So that's one of the questions when I get there why, although I'm coming to know more of this, did I choose the family I chose? Because I know I chose it. And while it wasn't all difficult, don't get me wrong, lovely people, good sense of humor, can carry a note. Um, but why did I have to do that? Um, and how can I shift that? I believe I'm doing that, but how could I do that? Because here's the thing. I fully believe I can create a system that can help people to choose differently on the other side. <laughs> so I'll be like, oh, hey, did you know that you can raise your vibration here and then you can choose a different method of learning on the other side? Do you want to try that? Like that movie Soul that came out from Disney, it's really good. Or Pixar or something. I'm not sure which one it is. But I, I do want to know because I want to live up to my part of the bargain. We have contracts with people and while I understand a lot of the contracts that I've had with my family members I don't know some of them and I want to live up to my part of the bargain and I know that part of it is to change the paradigm of our family where people don't talk about things and I'm the one that'll say can we talk about this or we need to discuss this or that wasn't okay oh my parents <laughs> um but I want to know, did I fulfill my end of the bargain? I guess I'll find out when I croak because I'll know if I did or not because um, there's still this human element. 
um, I want to know how we can elevate the healing on this planet, not only in humans, but for the trees, for the animals, for the water, for the heartbeat that is our planet. I want to know how to help that too. Um, so I have a lot of questions when I cross. I want to know how do we propel, and I don't mean speed through, but move forward our process to being complete with human lifetimes so that we can help other humans who come in. Um, I want to know how quantum physics works. Uh, I want to understand that a little bit more. I have questions. Um, I want to know where the pulse is that we could send the energy through people to send the message that they can love themselves and it will be okay. And that when we embrace this amazing, beautiful, somewhat confusing human experience, just to put that surety in people's DNA. Like, can we give them that somewhere? And how come each lifetime I have to forget the previous lifetime in order to be in this one? Because man, there is information that I've come to know from previous lifetimes that I really think will help. It, I'm having a little chuckle inside that maybe I just need to watch a few more Doctor Who episodes. Maybe some of this stuff has already been contemplated. <laughs> so those are some of the questions I have. Um, if you have questions that you would like me to address, please send them along. I, again, am so thankful for you being here. Um, whatever Thanksgiving is in your life, I hope you celebrate and you have an attitude of gratitude every day and that you start your day with that experience because it definitely will add to more joyfulness in your life so and then do it again when you go to sleep i thank you for being here i am grateful you're on this planet with me at this time and i look forward to meeting as many of you as i possibly can take care and i will see you in the next episode if this is something you feel would be beneficial to you feel free to pop on over to the website vickybaird.com or at Coach Vicki Baird on all the social platforms.